out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. And do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. 
Alrighty then. Yeah, so happy birthday to Scott. Happy birthday, Scott, the semi-official third member of the group here, I guess. <laughs> semi-official? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, see, I didn't put anything on his Facebook wall or any of that, so I thought I would save it for the beginning. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, so um, episode, what are we, 12,669. 169, dude. All right, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I, ex- I was waiting. <laughs> I expected that. Uh, so a funny thing happened on my son's field trip today. To we went where? To Lowell, Lowell Mills. Oh, right, right. So, And we're looking through some of the displays, and um, they have a little display uh, of... Um, some Jack Kerouac stuff. He's a big Lowell boy. Oh, okay. And um, there was a typewriter. One yeah. kid walked by and said, um, he said, that I think that's an old-fashioned cash register. Someone said, one of the little, one, one kid said, I've heard about them, but I've never seen one. These are kids in the fourth grade. That's yeah. That's something. That is. How many of them did you smack? No, you know what though? I I mean it's it's understandable. I don't know. It, it, people it, have TVs. Yeah, people have TVs, but really, when was the last time you saw a typewriter in a you know in you know a kids show? I mean, really? Is Parks and Recreation a kids show? No. Hmm. I don't watch kids shows, so that's really not a fair question. Seriously, I mean, like, really, when you think about it, when like. I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of things that, like, you know, we grew up with that kids today will never. Oh, I don't never experience an old-fashioned cash register. Well, I mean that's just you know he's walking by, passing glance. Two gallons of milk. I don't know, man. It's just it's just well, it's just more interesting that that you know they just don't know what it is. I just think that's interesting. Yeah, you know. Okay, I don't think it's right or wrong or otherwise. Did your son know what it was? What did your son know what it was? Well, yeah. All right. That's all that matters. I said, you know, we have one of these in the house, right? <laughs> he said, where? I said, that thing in the green case. <laughs> said, oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was fun. It was a good trip today. We had a good mm. time. That's good. Uh, what else is new? I don't know. No. No. Oh, so you can't probably see it in this light. But so the other day I leave the theater mm-hmm. and... I make my way to go to dinner theater, uh-huh. right? Saturday night. So I made one stop in between, mm-hmm. got gas. Right. Very uneventful activity. Yeah, you usually. Get back in the car, park in the garage, get my stuff, go drop my stuff off in the room where we do the show, mm-hmm. right? Went to the men's room, did what I had to do, um, washing my hands in the sink. And for some reason, I had this long... Very thin scratch going from about here to hmm. about here. If the light was better in this room, you'd be hmm. able to see there. I can see a little over. bit. From yeah. Me, yeah. No fucking idea how that happened. Huh. No idea. Weird. Not even like, oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Wow. That did that. But hmm. no idea. I really thought my days of just kind of, uh, you know, looking and seeing a new wound. <laughs> no, I, nowhere, I think those days over. are ahead of you. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was weird. Mm. There was yeah. a bleeding? Uh no. It was just a scratch. Hmm. Just a scratch. 
That's weird. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Weird phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. So what else is new? Uh, see any movies lately? I took the kids to see Puss in Boots. I heard it was good. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. There were some funny parts. Yeah. I particularly like the one cat that's in all the ads who puts his paw up to his mouth and he, his eyes get real big and he goes, ooh, he shows up all the time. He like like three different times in the movie. Yeah. I just, actually... Just like when somebody gets somebody else with a good comment or something. Yeah. I have no real desire to see it. The kids want to see it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. It's, mm. you know, whatever. Yeah, I was never a big fan of the character in the Shrek movies, so... It's the only know. one I think they could really do a spinoff of. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. So cool. Yeah. yeah, I heard it was. I heard it was doing well. Yeah, yeah. It beat out the new stuff this week to be number one, I guess, for the weekend. They did. Yeah, they did. What I uh, what have I seen? I saw, I saw Rub Diary. I think I told you that. Yeah, that was. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Hmm. It's pretty good. What else did I watch this week? I watched something on. Oh, you know what I watched? I started watching. I'd heard. I'd always like. I'd heard a bunch of stuff about it. I never like took the time to go and find it. The mm. Guild. Oh yeah. Did you ever watch that? I watched Felicia the first Day. season. I'm like, eh, that's right. pretty. I thought it was pretty funny. It's all right. It's it's good, in it's little three four minute chunks. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. So, anything more than that, I think it's really tough to do. I'm mm. only about. I think I'm on episode eight. Okay. So. But um, but I mean it's okay. I like her. Yeah. She shows up in other stuff. Yeah, I'm like I don't I don't get the nerd obsession. I don't know. I like her. I think she's, she's not a funny. particularly great actress on Eureka. She's funny. Yeah, and I I like her. It's nice to see somebody like come out of nowhere and you know make a make a mark for themselves, yeah. but. There's not a lot of nerd icons, especially women. She was really good on Doctor Horrible's thing mm. on Glog. Did no, you that's ever watch what really that? Did thing? it for her, right? It was yeah. That, that yeah. no, I never watched. That's that. the first time I saw her. I think, mm. but I think it's fine. Yeah, you know, like I said, three four minutes at a time. I think it's fine. Right, right. So, I'm uh, I'm obsessive. I'm, I'm OCDing Arkham City now. Not really. Yeah, I um, I thought I had all of the Riddler question marks. Yeah, all of them in the city, but I don't. You have to find these green glowing thugs in in groups, uh-huh. and you have to take the green one out last because he's a, he's working for the Riddler in like Two Faces Gang or whatever. Oh, okay, and. If you don't take him out last, he won't. They, you won't get the information, which is like around where they're located. And uh, yeah, I thought I had them all, but I don't. I did which see really um, aggravates me because I'm really close to completing that whole part yeah. of the game. Like my map is almost clean. I um, mm. I went over to my buddy Dan's house and saw uh, we played a bit of Uncharted Three. Mm. Looks really good. Looks really good. Mm. The thing that bothered me the most was it's probably about eight thirty, quarter or nine, and I dozed off. Okay, Friday night. Yeah, it's like nine o'clock. I'm like, Dad, fall asleep. He's like, Yeah, for a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> my God, what the hell's happening to me? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old, I guess. A little bit. 
Little with bit. mysterious wounds. I don't know what the fuck happened. Mm. So. I don't know. Maybe you ought to start like taking photographs and writing shit down. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tattooing myself. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. So then like the next morning, because I went out, because after the show, because Julie's sister came to the show. Mm. So and then someone from the office came to the show as well with like a friend of hers and a sister. So a bunch of us, we had a couple of drinks mm-hmm. at the restaurant there. And then we went to another bar. So I didn't get home to like. Three thirty, four o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh wow! Right, mm. we were just hanging out. It was fun. Um, so you know, here I, I get home three, you know, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I have this yeah. weird scratch on my face. Oh yeah. Like, she's like, uh, "What knife fight? What happened?" <laughs> like, I have no idea. Which is probably even worse. Yes. Yes. But I wasn't drunk. And because I still have to drive home from Boston, no, yeah. so I'm not going to get drunk. Right. So yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Sort of, kind of. Yeah. I don't Anywho, know. I, just not much has been going on. I'm noticing, excuse me, even more prescription bottles over there. Oh, yeah. Now it's up to five. No, well, two of them I already went through. Oh, okay. Um, one of them is my old thyroid medication that's empty. I was cleaning off the counter. Yeah, here, all right. And I just kind of grouped them together. I have tram it all over there. I that, thought that battle for your back was going into uh, a they put me in gear. traction the other day how'd that feel they didn't i don't think they did it right well they're the professionals so they might i don't know the um the supports around my head i think were too tight and uh, they were too close together and too high up so it wasn't actually grabbing the base of my skull and pulling weird i don't know of course you feel like shit after so yeah I don't know. So Does I gotta, your back feel better? Uh, when I'm on the pills, yeah. Right. I don't know. I think they're going to have to do an MRI and figure out exactly where it is and then go in and just kind of poke it back into place. I'd yeah. rather they just did that. Yeah. Than, you know, uh, granted, at least for physical therapy, I don't have to actually do anything. Yeah. I just lay there and it stretches me out a little bit. Oh, that's cool. So that's fine. But I have this rattly cough. Like like phlegm that just won't get out of my lungs. That's that annoying. Sucks. So I'm I'm gonna do my best to not start coughing because I don't stop. Oh great! Fantastic! Great! So yeah, I'm in a great. great, great, a wide awake mood today. Yeah, I can tell. Wait, the girls and I went out to a bunch of stores today, just looking around. Fucking exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, buckle them in, take them out, put them in a carriage. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. The pushing them in a carriage didn't help my arm, but because it's my arm that hurts, my back it's pinched, yeah. but I feel it all the way down my arm. Yeah, so. yeah. but we had fun. Good. So, yeah, yeah. I was at the mall today with uh, Cole and Lily and Frankie, and we just uh, kind of scoping out stuff for mm. you know some of the others for Christmas and yeah. stuff like that. That's what we were doing. So. I would like the um, the Amazon app that I have. Let me. No, I don't want CNN. Um, I have a price check. Yeah. Amazon thing you can scan stuff. Yeah. But I would like once it's Excuse scanned, me. sure, to be able to add it to a wish list through the app. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be incredibly helpful yeah. instead. 
I just have a list of stuff saved that I've scanned that I will go through on another computer and add to a wish list. So. I um, have you, there's a, a thing if I signed in that would help you think probably yeah hmm. they um the Apple Store app yeah where you can order stuff like through your phone and like either have it delivered or pick it up at the store okay. you can now ring yourself up. You can like stuff like, you know, a, a case or something like that, stuff that's like on the shelves. Mm. You can go into the Apple store now and um, they um, – you can scan it with the app. It, you know, takes your Apple ID, so whatever card you pay for like oh. in iTunes and um, goes right to that. Hmm. So you've paid for the app. You must show something to somebody at the door or something like that. They give you a little sticker and – Wow. You're good to go. That's amazing. Good for them. I think it's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been in there for you want to get something small, a cable or something. Right. And it's like, shit, I'm going to be in here forever. Right. Out of, yeah, you don't want to wait in line. Right. So that's pretty cool. That is actually really good. I like that. So, and I guess there's other stuff like stuff that would normally be like in the back, like, you know, iPads or computers and stuff like that. Um, they're saying like, 12 minutes you'll have to wait from the time you walk in the door 12 minutes for them hmm. to go and get it and come and give it to you that's not bad at all no that's very cool uh, i signed in so now i can do two day free overnight or add to cart but if i sign in it should have add to wish list. maybe yeah. there's a, maybe there's another app that i can use yeah. to do that because that's incredibly helpful going through a oh, store yeah. and it's like the girls say oh look at that because we have them trained incredibly well because it is. It's training, right? Um, we look at stuff and then we put it back on the shelf. Yeah. So I let them look at whatever the hell they want and then they put it back on the shelf. And um, it's easy to fall into the I want, I want. So we're trying to get them to say, and every now and then they remember to say I would like yeah. instead of I want because I want all the other parents in the store to turn to me and thank you fucking asshole <laughs> because my kids are more well-behaved <laughs> at three than your six-year-old is. So that's that's the uh, that's the end result I want. Because <laughs> so, that would be funny, wouldn't yeah. it? No three-year-old says I would like or may I. Fucking up. Gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah. So today we got um, nothing big. They Ripley wants Tinkerbell's house. It's this fifty dollar playset oh, thing. Um, so we got little Thundercats. They got the boy and the girl, little Wily Kit and Wily Cat with little yeah. their sky surfboards, and they were happy. Yeah. That's fine. Well, this is a great time of year because it's just we'll put that on the Christmas list. We'll put yep. that on the list. And uh, But I knew these two, they would be gone right yeah. away. So stuff like that. We actually went out looking for Star Wars figures today. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's a, a new wave that I'm looking for, a couple guys. So I got my Lando, my general Lando. He's hanging up on the yeah. door there. So that's good. So the wave from like 12 months ago is finished. <laughs> uh, and I'm really only concerned with the original trilogy, guys. The new one. Not so much, yeah. although I did pick up Zam, and um, yeah, 
They're putting out an Amoidian for uh, when Phantom Menace comes out in the theaters. Oh, really? Yeah, on the old card. That's well, yeah, interesting. I will get one of those because <laughs> they'll be they'll be clogging the pegs. But yeah, all I've been doing is playing Arkham City. Like literally, all I've been doing. <laughs> and and the girls and I watch Batman and Spider Man and Tangled. <laughs> I like Tangled. You know what? Tangled was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I like the songs more than some other Disney songs. I got to tell you, there has not been a Disney movie in a very long time, in a very long time, where the music has sort of stayed with me. Maybe Lilo and Stitch. Mm. And that's possibly only because they were like Elvis songs. Yeah. And there was a couple of Hawaiians, you know, some Hawaiian stuff in there. But The Disney princess stuff, it's just, okay, yeah. There hasn't really been anything that's... No. Like, you know, jumped out at me. No. Any of the later movies. I wasn't thrilled with, like, Princess and the Frog, but the girls love it. They love Tiana. And the yeah. only reason I know that girl's name is because they say it all the time. Yeah, I've... That was one of those, just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Same thing. Did I tell you I showed them Thriller? Oh, yeah? They dig it? Yeah. Cool. They did. I figured... Because I, I, it was around Halloween, and I'm figuring, all right, what kind of Halloween stuff can I show them that's, you know, appropriate? Yeah, that, that's not bad like, at all. Oh, actually, it is. It, I don't know. The the makeup and stuff on them is could be terrifying because it's real, you know, yeah. guys that worked on zombie movies and werewolf stuff and things like that. But, but because it's not they a dance, scary piece. Well... The the long one is the fourteen minute one yeah. is it's made like a horror movie yeah but you know we watched it during the day and we talked about it and everything and they were fine yeah. and then we watched Nightmare Before Christmas and they were glued to yeah. that just gave me an excuse to buy the Blu-ray so. <laughs> yeah I don't know I went out looking for oh, Blu-rays today they... too and I couldn't find anything I wanted to get Parks and Recreation why would you need that in Blu-ray because I think I owe them. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, I watch it, like, like incessantly, uh, like, compulsively on Netflix. I watch it. Yeah. I, I know more about that show now than any human uh. being has a right to. And Ellen really likes it. Plus, I'd want to see the, you know, the first season's like, like six episodes or 12 episodes. Yeah. So, but I don't, I can't find them on Blu-ray. The uh, new Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter, mm. comes out tomorrow. Or no, Friday. What's today? Today's Wednesday. Today's the 9th. Yeah, so it comes out on Friday the 11th. Oh, okay. Which is a weird day. Yeah, but they do that for out. big stuff. They did that for something else. Not that Twilight, I think, came out on a Friday. Yeah, but Twilight is stupid. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still sold. Tomorrow, Ellen and I will be married for 10 years. Wow, that's right. Ten yeah. years. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like ten years. What does it seem like? I don't know. Three? Yeah. Because <laughs> the girls are three. I don't know. It's weird. We've just we've known each other for so long and like Right. Okay, we'll arbitrarily start counting at the our wedding day. All right, <laughs> that's fine. And she said no presents because we bought a car. <laughs> so I got her something. <laughs> What'd you get her? And I can I can I can say this now. You know we we were gonna we were gonna get rings for each other. Yeah. Um, but I just I just got her a book. It's um, 
it's it's a big, thick, like hardcover, looks leather bound book. Um, it's Harry Potter stage uh, 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 book to screen. Oh, okay. It's huge. Yeah, I've seen that book. Where have I seen that book? I think I don't know. I have it in a box. You know what? I think Julie got that for Olivia for Christmas. Mm. I think because we started doing some shopping. Yeah, I figured I'm not going to get her anything like immense or hugely expensive or anything. And it was marked down pretty good on Amazon if you pre-ordered it. So it's just something to have. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to be empty-handed. Because she won't. If she says we're not buying it, we're not doing presents, she won't. So you win this one. Yes, exactly. I win Valentine's Day. I win it. Sorry. Watch a lot of Modern Family, too. <laughs> um, now, we're going to go out to eat over the weekend. That's it. We're not going to do much. Because yeah. last year was like the big one where we spent an ungodly amount on dinner yeah. in Vegas. It was the best bacon I ever had. <laughs> it was one of the appetizers was just three strips of bacon. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I got to see. How good is this? It was. Yeah. It was. It was good. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, what do we got? All right. Well, it depends. Where do you want to start? Oh, I don't know. Something silly. Silly. All right. Let's see if I have silly. I have idiotic. Yep. I have stupid. I have the best story in the world. Let's go through the um, the uh, Facebook page. All right. What's that wired cover? Uh, reverse evolution, it says. Um, it says, busted two new Fed GPS trackers found on SUV. Do you want to do that one now? Yeah, That's sure. not silly. What is that all about? All right, let's see. All right. As the Supreme Court gets ready to hear oral arguments in a case Tuesday that could determine if authorities can track U.S. citizens with GPS vehicle trackers without a warrant, a young man in California has come forward to Wire to reveal he found not one but two different devices on his vehicle recently. The 25-year-old resident of San Jose, California, says he found the first one about three weeks ago on his Volvo SUV while visiting his mother in Modesto, about 80 miles northeast of San Jose. After contacting Wired and allowing a photographer to snap pictures of the device, it was swapped out and replaced with a second tracking device. A witness also reported seeing a strange man looking beneath the vehicle of the young man's girlfriend. Yeah. While her car was parked at work, suggesting the tracking device may have been retrieved from her car. Oh, that a tracking device may have been. Then things got really weird when police showed up during a Wired interview with the man. The young man who asked not to be who asked to be identified only as Greg is one among an increasing number of US citizens who are finding themselves tracked with the high-tech devices. The young man who yeah, I read that part. The Justice Department has said that law enforcement agents employ GPS as a crime-fighting tool with quote great frequency and GPS retailers have told Wired that they've sold thousands of the devices to the feds. But little is known about how or how often law enforcement agents use them. And without a clear ruling requiring agents to obtain a probable cause warrant to use the devices, it leaves citizens who may have only a distant connection to a crime or no connection at all vulnerable to the whimsy of agents 
who are fishing for a case. The invasive technology, for example, allows police, the FBI, DEA, and other agencies to engage in covert round-the-clock surveillance over an extended period of time, collecting vast amounts of information about anyone who drives the vehicle that is being tracked. A person who knows of another's travels can deduce whether he is a weekly churchgoer, a heavy drinker, or a regular at the gym, an unfaithful husband, an outpatient receiving medical treatment, and an associate of particular individuals or political groups, and not just one such fact about a person, but all such facts, wrote U.S. Appeals Court Judge Douglas Ginsburg in a recent ruling that the Supreme Court will be examining this week to determine if warrants should be required for use with trackers. Greg says he discovered the first tracker in his vehicle after noticing what looked like a cell phone antenna inside a hole on his back bumper where a cable is stored for towing a trailer. The device the size of a mobile phone was not attached to a battery pack, suggesting the battery was embedded in its casing. A week later, when he was back in San Jose, he checked the device, and it appeared to have been repositioned slightly on the vehicle to make it less visible. Wow. It was placed on the underside of the car in the wheel well that holds a spare tire. Greg, a Hispanic American who lives in San Jose at the home of his girlfriend's parents, contacted Wired after reading a story published last year about an Arab-American citizen named Yasir Afifi who found a tracking device on his car. Greg wanted to know what he should do with the device. Afifi believed he was being tracked by authorities for six months before a mechanic discovered the device on his car when he took it into the garage for an oil change. He apparently came under surveillance after the FBI received a vague tip from someone who said Afifi might be a threat to national security. Afifi has filed a suit against the government asserting that authorities violated his civil liberties by placing the device on his vehicle without a warrant and without suspicion of a crime. Well, there was suspicion. Right. I don't know. That's that's definitely a gray area. His attorney, Zara Bilou told Wired this week that she's requested a stay in her client's case pending a ruling by the Supreme Court in the GPS tracking case now before it. Greg's surveillance appears to involve different circumstances. It most likely involves a criminal drug investigation centered around his cousin, a Mexican citizen, who fled across the border to that country a year ago and may have been involved in the drug trade as a dealer. He took off. I think he was fleeing. I think he committed a crime, Greg told Wired. Asserting that, asserting that he himself is not involved in drugs. Greg says he bought the SUV from his cousin in June, paying cash for it to a family member. He examined the car at the time and found no tracking device on it. A month later, he drove to his cousin's wife he drove his cousin's wife to Tijuana. Greg says he remained in Mexico a couple of days before returning to the US. Well, that's the problem right there. Yeah, that looks a little suspicious. Yeah, which it I mean, it's fine, though. but you know what? I mean, the whole thing about a warrant, if the police decide to tail someone, mm-hmm. like put a physical, you know, have someone follow somebody around. Yeah. Um, do they need a warrant to do that? No. And okay. Honestly, that can be done. <laughs> exactly. Like I've and you have actually a very obvious like clear cases of cops follow you just to see right. how you're just driving. Just to see what you're doing. So yeah. this, I don't think, is... It's... 
it's a it's a real weird thing because it is kind of sneaky, but you could like I said, you could have cops telling you. Yeah. And that's just how is this different? I Really? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I remember a case here, around here, where cops used a tracking device like that. And and they basically, from what I read in the paper, placed the person at whatever crime was committed. Like, for each thing, it's like, well, you were here, here, and here when this, this, and this happened. And... So I'd heard we'd heard of that before. We had talked about that off yeah, the show, but yeah. But what? But there was a high suspicion. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I also, like I said, I wonder. I mean, how different is this than having an unmarked police car follow somebody around? I mean, it's better because it reduces the chances that somebody's going to notice it. But true, how different is it in in practicality? It's they get the same information. They get more information. How do they get more information, really? Well, because... Why more? You can't lose the tracker. You could lose a tail. I mean, that's that's easy enough. You know what, though? These could malfunction. The battery could could. die. You could get a bad, you know, signal that we lose it for a little while. What happens if you find it and you take it off the car and you destroy it? That's probably the same thing as if you see them and, you know, you... <laughs> Are you destroying federal property at that point? Is You there... don't know. This is a fucking thing on your car. You yeah. get rid of it. It could be a yeah. bomb. It's interesting. You know, so... Um, it says uh, there was no writing on the tracker to identify its maker, but a label on the battery indicated that it's sold by a small firm in uh, Don't we Dale, know that Anakin Skywalker is the maker? C-3PO <laughs> cleared that up for us. Yeah. Um, let's see, he was seeking the uh, the federal government was seeking batteries, and this and this sounds this sounds you know hopelessly naive maybe, but you mm-hmm. know what? If you're not doing anything wrong, doesn't fucking matter. I'm not doing anything wrong. Follow me all the fuck you want. Yeah. I go home at two o'clock in the morning, and the Boxford police. I swear <laughs> to God, nine times out of ten, I get followed. From the time yeah. I get off of 95 in Boxford, right, I go home and they will follow me until it says entering Georgetown and then they'll turn around and go away. Yeah. All right. And there have been times when then a Georgetown cop will pick me up. Yeah, because they got the, nothing to do. You're the only they'll, person they'll, driving. Because they'll call ahead. Exactly. And then I'll pull yeah. in my driveway and they're just like, oh, it's you. Like they don't know. Like they don't exactly. run your plate while they're following you. Right. They know. I mean, it's like. So you, you know, want to, you, want to, like, look, you, you want, want to you want to waste your equipment. You know, if you're not doing anything wrong, it doesn't fucking matter. You want to get followed by the cops. You have George drive you through Nahant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just I, for, I don't. For those that don't know, Nahant is an island um, with about I think 4,600 people live on it. Something like that. It's connected to the Linway basically yeah. by a two lane bridge that's what a mile long. Yeah. And it's where the the mobs mobsters lived, all the rich white folk. Um, so they know that no minorities lived on that right. island. So I had a girlfriend that, that lived on in in the hunt for a little while. Um, and first five or six times I drove in there, I got yeah. followed right to the door. Yeah. After that, 
you know, the two cops they have would recognize me and wave to me. Huh? So it's, but something like this, um, is it, is it invasion of privacy? Is it a violation of civil rights or civil liberties? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's any different than having a manned police car follow you. Or having closed circuit uh, cameras out all over the place like they do in England. Right. It's public space. Yeah. So. I mean, the only, the only, the only thing different here is that they are fucking with your private property. That because they're putting something on your private property. So that being the case, mm-hmm. all right, then yeah, then there's shenanigans. But the act of following you with this device versus the act of following you with a police car and a dude, mm. it's it whatever. You know, if you're not doing anything wrong, it doesn't fucking matter. If you are doing something wrong, then stop doing shit wrong. Nobody will fucking follow you. You know? Yeah. Makes me want to look under my car, though, doesn't it? Yeah, if I look under my car, there's... Something will fall off. Will, of it. will it stick to the rust? It'll, I'm wondering. Exa- exactly. Are you kidding me? It would. It would reduce my mileage. You put something on. Put something extra on my car. So what are folks? What are what are the people saying here? Uh, the first one says we used to laugh when we heard about the KGB doing this to its citizens. Um. In the early 20th century, the Russians. Excuse me, used to arrest people who took pictures of train stations. Who took what? Who took pictures of train stations. Says we used to think of them as insane. Now I see it on Michigan Ave every day. Cops in armor surrounding tourists taking pictures of them. We are now Russians in every sense. Not really, no. Um, I think it's still just a gigantic overreaction to 9-11. That's all it is. I don't know. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like I said, they're messing with your your private property. That's one thing. But, you know, so maybe because they are putting something on your private property, maybe they do need to get a warrant. Okay. But it doesn't seem that much different than someone following you in an unmarked car. Or unmarked. Yeah. I just said unmarked. Oh, sorry. I thought you said marked. No. So... So that's weird. I'd like to see, you know, what people would think of that. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Okay, so that's the marker. The Juggalo Batman beating up the Joker's goons. Yeah. That's the marker for. Uh... Let's um. Why don't we do a break since we're right at about that time? All right. And um. We will come back and start on some other stuff. Sounds good. They're cold. The blooming flesh for me to hold. Cadaver eyes upon me see nothing. Before their eyes, 
no farewells, no goodbyes. I never even knew your now rotting face. While friends and lovers mourn your silly grave, I have other uses for you, darling. Watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the Internet's best or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. <laughs> the right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you tired of podcasts that aren't Cinerama? Are you tired of hearing podcasters with voices like mine when they could have a cool accent instead? Are you tired of your current penis size? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and if you're anything like me, there's virtually no limit to the amount of Cinerama you'd like to listen to if you could, and positively no limit to the amount of penis you could be packing if you could either. Well, you're in luck, because not only has Cinerama returned bigger and better than ever, but so will your penis. In fact, men and women will see a 2 to 4 inch increase in their penis size just after five episodes guaranteed that's right folks cinerama is back it's leaner it's meaner it's more focused it's more coherent and it will give you more girth cinerama is guaranteed to make your life better and if you don't believe reverend scott then fuck you cinerama is available on itunes or cinerama.podomatic.com are you serious? Podcast. Bestofalove.com. Linoleum knife. 35mm hero. Chinstroke versus Pensa. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Girls on film radio. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Hardcore <laughs> 
gentle listeners. I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the Podcast Podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Fuck just that, I ended. say. Wow. Anyway, we're talking about something else. Uh, I didn't think that was just going to end like that. I know. All right. So back to this idiocy. All right. So um, what else we got? Um, hey, what do you think of Herman Cain? Oh, my God. He's just. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But he, but he paid them. They paid them money to shut up. They settled in two thousand three or whatever. He he admitted that that they had settled um, sexual harassment charges. The guy's dead in the water. Yeah. He's 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 a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. He really is dumb. Yeah, like he may have good business sense, and he may have known how to run the National Restaurant Association. I keep wanting to say rifle. The National Restaurant Association and stuff, and he may have been a good lobbyist or whatever it was yeah. that he did. But oh, holy shit, he would be the one of the worst presidents I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would have rather had Dan Quayle I wouldn't want this him guy. to be president of the PTA. Oh. No, that's, yeah, he's an idiot. Now, what's this fucking... No, Romney, Romney is definitely going to get the nomination. Yeah, they seriously. Don't, they don't want him because he'll lose. Right. But who could they put up they that would win? Nobody. They don't have anybody. They would have to convert somebody from another party. They'd have to, you know, fucking reanimate Reagan. He would, he would, be, a, he would be a Democrat I'd, now. Yeah, he would. I'd probably vote for Reagan. He's, he would be the sanest of the entire party. Of course he would. But um, again, first Bush looks good now. <laughs> first Bush, <laughs> oh, he looks good. No, but he's like he's like a center right yeah. type of guy now. <sighs> anyway, hey, you know that spot I had on my shin 
this thing right here. Oh, yeah. that's. I've had that for like a year and a half. So when I went to the doctor for my back, I'm like, hey, while we're here, what is this? Yeah. What is this spot that will not heal? And she looked at it and she's like, oh, it's probably eczema. I'm like, oh, I had no idea what that was because I've never had it. So yeah, I'll get some cream, take care of it. I was supposed to put it on twice a day and I kept forgetting, so I started up this week. And you know how I had like like flaky skin on my nose that I always used to like scratch because yeah. it was like fun to pick at? I've been putting the cream on that too. It's almost gone. Yep. It's all about Great. putting cream on your face. Putting the cream on the face. <laughs> it's good for the skin. <laughs> yep. No, but my nose really started it started to peel um after I got a really bad sunburn yeah. in uh June last year, I think it was. Like my whole nose just swelled up, and I I touched it because it was a, just a giant blister, and all the skin just kind of slid off like <laughs> like fucking poltergeist. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna hurt. So I had this bright fucking pink nose, and I was tanned, so it looked, you know, it Lovely. was disgusting. Yeah. Uh anyway, speaking about face for radio, bloated. Hey, speaking of which. <laughs> Thank you, everybody that um, suggested uh, to Stitcher that they add us on. Oh, um, really? Yeah, we uh, were invited on to Stitcher. We are. I listen to yeah. I listen to Stitcher all the time. Well, I went through the process today, and it looks like we are accepted. Like with whatever all of all of the links I submitted worked, so we should be searchable. Maybe by the time this show goes up, maybe let's check so, now. I, I don't know about now because I just did it a couple hours ago. I have Stitcher on my phone. But, yeah. Um, That's how I listen to Hollywood Babylon. Oh, nice. They only take, they only, um, they don't, you can't just like add your show like iTunes. So that was nice. That made me feel good. That's very cool. And um, they wanted to know like what an average download number for the show was. And um, I'm not going to say, but I was going back looking and um, compared to the numbers we had. Yeah, when we were on Libsyn, uh, the numbers are better, like surprisingly better. Cool. Because I haven't been like 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 obsessing about statistics. So we are there. We're there. Wow, that was fast. That's awesome. Nice. That's yeah. very cool. So we're on Stitcher now. That is great. Yeah. Oh, and I decided to. Um, I'm paying um, a little bit of a fee to Libsyn. To um, host the old shows. Oh, really? From like, and they ended in March of uh, this year when we switched over to Podbean, I think, as well, because it's cheaper. Um, so I think I'm just gonna just gonna cancel out once we have a year's worth of shows. So in March, our old archive, I think, is gonna go yeah. off the air. And if anybody has any problem with that, let me know. And um. I'll keep it up there until people listen to it, get caught up. But I figure since we're more uh, timely than yeah. like movie reviews or or music or something like that, that um, it wouldn't be a big loss. So, and then I'd be totally done with Libsyn because I moved the Star Wars show over to Podbean as well. So, cool. Yeah. So, if anybody wants to uh, tell me not to end that in March, well, think about it. So. This says, Rush Limbaugh laments the, quote, old days when sexual harassment was cool. Oh, jeez. He's been watching too many episodes of Mad Men. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Mad Men, but it was a time and a place. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and what site is this 
from onewhiteduck.com. The uh, the um, oh rush you big stupid fat pasty white man. The subtitle for this is progressive musings for a modern day liberal. So it's yeah. right up our alley. Um, I normally would not give this man or anyone like him even the briefest moment of my time, but today I am making an exception, and this is um, Joe Escanio, A S C A N I O Escanio. I don't know. Asiano? Well, if he, if he hears it, he'll correct me. All right. Um, on today's edition of Premier Radio Network's The Rush Limbaugh Show, host and famed conservative blowhard Rush Limbaugh went on a tirade against liberalism, of all things, for the alleged sexual harassment mess in which Republican presidential candidate and pizza mogul Herman Cain has recently found himself. Oh, play the clip. I got to hear what this fat fuck has to say. All right. Here we go. I have to tell you something. I um, we've had liberalism roaring through our culture for fifty years. At times, it has been sneaky, slow, deliberate. At other times, it has roared its way through. And as I listen to earnest journalists in their thirties and forties. Describe what Herman Cain is said to have done. No, no, sorry. When I listen to journalists in their 30s and 40s unable to explain what Cain has done, but treating it as though it is reprehensible, I sadly conclude we're losing this. Political correctness, which is censorship, has now spread to behavior, not just speech. It's spread to behavior. I don't understand what he's saying. And sexual harassment now is a political weapon, and it's anything anybody wants it to be. You don't need a specific allegation. All you need is the appearance of impropriety, and that's where this gets dicey, because with this roaring liberalism through our culture, what appears to be inappropriate in the old days was nothing. I remember when Blake Edwards, he was married to Julie Andrews, he got an award during the Oscars one. This is just in the last, well, time flies, I think it's the last 10 years. And he praised his wife, Julie Andrews. He called her the best damn broad that there ever was. And the place was outraged. It was a term of endearment to him. It wasn't a put-down. The way Blake Edwards and his, he's the guy that did a Pink Panther movie. It's the way he and his buds, Peter Falk, that's the way they talked. They can't do that anymore. Can't call a woman abroad, even if it's infectionate. But it, I... You can't even say, hey, baby. No, can't even do that. What the hell does Herman Cain do here? He he goes up and says, can maybe go to dinner? And, and- what, what he did was um, allegedly shoved his hand up a woman's dress going for her junk. Yeah. And uh, tried to push her head into his lap. Yeah. So what were you going to say? I just, um, I vaguely remember that whole Blake Edwards thing. It doesn't sound familiar to me. It, so. Um. And I don't recall one iota of backlash or people saying anything about that. I mean, he was an old Hollywood guy. People get that he's an old Hollywood yeah. guy. 
you know, they respect him. They respect Julie Andrews. They get the relationship. Right. You know what I mean? If he's going to so say that he's gonna about say that Julie about Andrews, wife, she, uh, she knows no, what she's in for. She's, <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's like she's also of that, you yeah. know, that time period. But he's, that's, when and, he's and, on stage, he's on. Exactly. So. And he just, and, and people get that. So, and there was not, nobody was shocked. It's a, fuck you, you fat I, I knew, fuck. I knew it was going to be a, a, a false equivalency when he started talking about something televised. Yeah. Oh, idiot. Let's go back to what the fat fuck's saying. And answer the question. And that means. That we've got a predator on our hands. Now, you know, and I know that during the 90s, and you guys who have lost your kids in custody fights, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The feminists and the feminazis went out there. And there was a period of time in this country where every man and every husband was a predator by virtue of his existence no. alone, by what virtue of just being about? a man. This know. is what the feminazis taught. And I think this is its legacy in part. A person abusing It's absurd here. And everybody that goes into journalism has been treated to this in oh, formal God. education. This fucking idiot anymore. He's All idiot. of these alleged acts of impropriety are whatever the accuser thinks. Well, All you, you have know. to do is be offended by somebody. Yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? And... You can be accused of sexual harassment, and the crowd will pick up the charge and start yelling it. And, and yet, looky, I keep going back to Gallup. And Gallup says nobody, relatively, comparatively, is paying any attention. When was and this? maybe that is because there is a majority and a large section of the country thinks all of this is just a bunch of bogus left-wing claptrap. And you know what? Do you know why I'm not paying attention Efforts to, to it? Efforts to control, not just... Th Do you know why I'm not paying much attention to it? Why is that? Because Herman Cain's like another ass clown and doesn't have a chance at the nomination. No, well, that's fair. So Rush said this either on the 6th or the 7th, which was before other people had yeah. come forward. So it's, you know, it's whatever. Oh, speaking of politics, I'm just going to yeah. throw this out there. Um this uh, dude I went to high school with, Gary Christensen, yesterday won um, the election for mayor of my hometown of Malden. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, kid, you know, grows up in the town and councilman and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, nice. yeah, now he's mayor, which is awesome. So, yeah. I doubt he listens, but <laughs> anybody else who might. So, congratulations to Gary. Nice. I hope to see him at the reunion in a couple of weeks. I had something else on here. Where did it go? Oh, you know what? I had I was I was on the sofa because I couldn't really move, so I um, emailed a bunch of stuff to me. So Dick Morris, living up to his name appropriately, yes, trashes Kane accuser wants to see her in Playboy. So let me just boil that down. Get down to brass tacks, right? Um, the woman that accused him of sexual harassment should pose naked. Yeah, what? that makes sense. Ha Yesterday, so this was uh, two days ago, I think. I would think that the Republicans would just be happy that they have a sex scandal that involves, you know, a, a woman, woman yeah. instead of, you know, some boy in a 
airplane and an airline <laughs> fucking what's it airport that's the word i wanted yeah yeah bathroom so this was uh on the seventh uh a fourth woman came forward with allegations of sexual misconduct against herman cain unlike the first three this victim sharon bialik made her story public yeah i saw her in her i saw her in good morning america yesterday or today hmm. bialik and this is the part that that I, I find interesting mm -hmm. is that she's a registered Republican and Tea Party supporter. Uh -huh. That's kind of interesting. Why uh, it's because well, because you would initially expect anybody coming out against somebody else to have yeah like opposing viewpoints or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's you know big deal with her political leanings. I know are. But it, she can't let this shit go. Initially, it almost like lends a little bit of believability yeah. to it for me of course romney could have hired this woman to say these things so anyway um she told reporters monday that kane who was the ceo of the national restaurant association a lobbying organization by the way met with her for a job interview in 1997 kane drove her to the offices of the nra <laughs> and before leaving the car the following allegedly occurred uh, this, this is her quotes. At that time, I had on a black pleated skirt, suit jacket, and a blouse. Instead of going into the offices, he suddenly reached over and he put his hand on my leg, under my skirt, and reached for my genitals. He also grabbed my head and brought it towards his crotch. I said, what are you doing? You know, I have a boyfriend. This isn't what I came here for, she recalled. Mr. Kane said, you want a job, right? That's, if that happened, <laughs> that's pretty clear cut. Yeah. And he is a moron. Oh, my God. Like an absolute dyed-in-the-wool moron. The right, as is their typical damage control method of operations, is choosing to attack the messenger. Dick Morris, Fox News contributor and famed prostitute toe sucker, sorry, uh, Dick Morris claimed that both Bialik was in it for the money and that her attorney, Gloria Allred, was in it for the headlines. That part could be true. <laughs> On Sean Hannity's show, this is a transcript here. Um, this woman has been employed, unemployed for 13 years, and this is apparently payday. She's not accusing him of harassment. She's accusing him of assault. He should go to jail if he did that. Certainly, if it was true, it would be inappropriate, Hannity admitted. I look forward to her spread in Playboy, Morris declared while chuckling. Do you think this really is about money? Hannity asked. Yeah, sure it is, Morris explained. She's been unemployed for 13 years. She's been sued a million times. That's not hyperbolic at all. <sighs> of course it's about money. I mean, come on, anybody who knows Herman Cain, anybody who, does, who knows anything about Herman Cain knows that this is not the kind of conduct. His religious convictions, his persona, his style... And also, if he was to do this, do you think the other woman, women would be accusing him of inappropriate jokes or of inappropriate gestures? If his M.O. is he damn near raped somebody, they would say that. Yeah, rape is a harsh term, Hannity noted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take that out of what she said. I think that he made very inappropriate advances. I don't think he did, Morris disagreed. The only advance she wants is a cash advance. Uh, Allred actually claims that she has been unemployed for the last two years, not 13. <laughs> Bunch of fucking dumbasses, huh? Well, she didn't get that job. 
<laughs> you don't do the job, you don't get the job. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see what else we got here, because I got some other stuff in the email that I don't know if we want to get to right away. Um, Ron Paul, another wonderful nutbag. <sighs> Um, says, is he still relevant? I mean, really? Was he ever? Really, exactly. the question. But he says uh, Obama is becoming a dictator. You know, I would say just the opposite. Obama's not doing a fucking thing. <laughs> Let's just go right down to the audio. Where is it? It says audio. Why can't I find that? Is it one of the pictures? No. That's weird. Oh, well. Huh. I wanted to hear it, actually hear it. Um, all right, well, I'll read this. Ron Paul's a man who always speaks his mind, and if nothing else, is not a, quote, phony, because you know he truly believes what he says. Paul, a Republican congressman from Texas, has been known for his libertarian views, hatred of the government, and it, I don't understand that. If you hate the government, why the fuck are you involved in it? Yeah, well, because it sounds good. Yeah. And his outspoken ways, but there comes a time where Paul needs to realize that even he has to put on the brakes. Some conservatives love Paul, but others would rather him just slip away. Unlike the rest of the Republican candidates, Paul has been outspoken about his opposition towards the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, and not so strict with social issues that may that many conservatives hold near and dear to their heart. The number one target, however is President Obama. Every Republican presidential candidate has gone on week after week blaming Obama for just about everything, and Ron Paul is no different. Recently, because of the constant obstruction from the Republicans in Congress, President Obama has used executive orders to try to get people back to work and the economy back on track. Ron Paul isn't exactly a fan. Now, here's some quotes from him. Executive orders are meant to be a way for the president to direct executive agencies on the implementation of congressionally approved legislation. It has become increasingly common for them to be misused in ways that are contradictory to congressional yeah, intent. Yeah, how many did Bush use? Yeah, he had a record amount. Yeah. Um, or to bypass Congress altogether in enacting political agendas. Paul went even further and said that a President Obama is turning into a dictator. Obama explicitly threatens to bypass Congress, thus aggregating the power to make and enforce laws in the executive. This clearly erodes the principles of separation of powers and checks and balances. It brings the modern presidency dangerously close to an elective dictatorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Paul, you have no hope. First so. of all, elective dictatorship? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Seriously? Well... Saddam Hussein was an elected dictator. Okay, I guess, yeah. There was, oh, um, the government, I don't know if it was Obama, specifically himself, um, suggested, uh, and it sounds bad when you initially hear it, so let me get through the whole thing before we complain about it. Uh, a Christmas, a live Christmas tree tax, okay? So a tax on every live tree sold. 15 cents it would raise $2 million and the money would go towards creating uh, an agency that would um, plant trees. No. <laughs> Shit kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Um, yes and no. Um, no. No what? 
I don't think that's a good idea. Why? Because if I want to donate to... You're not donating, it's a tax. But I'm just saying, that's the thing. It's 15 cents. Exactly. Like, like I have that, like, sitting under shit in my room. But it's it's the principle of the thing. What's the principle of the thing? The principle of the thing is, like, why do that? Why not? I don't know. I don't like it. Because somebody needs it to be done. Somebody thinks it needs to be done is what I actually meant to say. I don't think it. I don't. I don't see what the problem I don't is. Like I, the idea. If it was fifteen dollars, I'd have a problem with it. But fifteen cents is is literally nothing. I know. And then you're going to create a new agency cents. to do this. Yeah, it creates jobs. My fifteen cents from my one Christmas tree would help create jobs. I don't see that as a bad thing. Mm, the Republican like Party, however, saw it as a bad thing because they're against any new taxes. I just... So they shut it down. They yeah, said no. Yeah, I don't like the idea. I don't see a problem with it. I mean, seriously, 15 cents on something you buy once a year that you don't actually have to buy. You can buy a fake tree. Hmm. I don't like it. I don't see a problem with it. We pay taxes on gas. I think we pay double tax on gas. There's all kind of taxes on cigarettes yeah, and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, every time I drive by gas stations, I see the price of cigarettes, and it fucking blows my mind. How much? How much is a pack of cigarettes now? I've seen like seven to nine dollars. I I don't see how people can afford it. I'm talking almost a hundred dollars a week. That's fucking crazy. If you're if you're like a pack and a half a day, yeah. you're you're over a hundred dollars a week. Which is you know, that could be up to half of somebody's take home pay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Uh anyway, what's this foolishness? Alright. This one's fun. I like this one. Uh the title of this one is Catholic Church Libel. For priests charged with abuse. Hmm. A high court judge rules that the Catholic Church is legally responsible for priests charged with child abuse in a landmark case. So let's just play this video. No ad. No ad. Come on. Of course there'll be an ad. Well, it's taking forever to load. <sighs> really? hate this i'm gonna reload the page hold on um this is i had quite a few people actually um suggest this to us the catholic church is facing the prospect of hundreds of compensation claims after the high court ruled today it could be legally responsible for priests charged with child abuse but although campaigners celebrated the landmark decision their jubilation was pretty short-lived because the church immediately afterwards appealed the ruling victoria mcdonald reports It was in this church and in a children's home next door that a woman known only as JGE alleges she was sexually abused by a priest three decades ago. Now the High Court has decided for the first time that the Roman Catholic Church can be held legally responsible for the wrongdoings of a priest. This is a ruling that has enormous, far-reaching implications for the church and is being watched around the world. 
because in effect the church had argued that it was not the employer of the priest and therefore couldn't be held liable for his actions. What? The judge disagreed and that could make it far easier for victims of abuse to sue. JGE alleges that she was abused by Father Wilfred Baldwin when she was just six years old while in the care of nuns in the Diocese of Portsmouth. Father Baldwin died before the police investigation had finished. For a priest to come in and do what he was doing, it was... It was terrifying. Um, but you also believe that that's what they did. I'd never met a priest. I had no idea what they'd done. I didn't know, you know, that they weren't allowed to do these things. You're six years old. You, if a teacher tells you to do something, you do it. If you don't, you're going to face the consequences. But before she could continue her civil action against the diocese and the order of nuns, the court said a point of law had to be proved, whether the church could be held vicariously liable for the abuse, indeed whether the bishop and Father Baldwin's relationship was like that of an employee and employer. And today's judgment said that it was, that he was appointed in order to do their work. He was provided with the premises, the pulpit, the clerical robes. It was they, the diocese, who appointed him to the position of trust, which, if the allegations be proved, he so abused. Subject to an appeal, I think it's going to make um, such claims easier. And... Um, there should be less argument by the church that proper compensation in genuine cases should not be paid out. Council for the diocese said they were wanting to clarify a point of law and that the Catholic Church was not seeking to abandon responsibility for sexual abuse. But the abuse of children by priests is a scandal that has cast a dark shadow over the Roman Catholic Church. And today, Father Tom Doyle, who's spoken out on behalf of victims, welcomed the ruling. The implications on an international basis are simply this. It will add to the, the, the trend or momentum uh, of other countries that are also holding the institutional Catholic Church accountable for what it allows its clergy to do. The diocese immediately announced it would appeal, a move condemned by campaigners who claimed that by doing this the Catholic Church was showing no sign of being serious about settling cases and resolving matters with victims of abuse. Well, as you'd expect, we did ask the Roman Catholic Church to offer us a representative to interview. They declined. <laughs> Big surprise. They should have had a 14-year-old ask them I to, uh, can we, hey, can I interview you for the school paper? We'll send six delegates over right away. <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> to catch a priest. Well, I think if the appeal gets shot down and they start getting sued by every individual oh, person, yeah. bye. <laughs> That's, they're done. That would end everything. I don't understand how the church can actually argue that, oh, they don't work for us. No, they're independent contractors. Uh, I'm sorry. If I'm, if, if I'm crossing the street and I get hit by the independent contractor working for Comcast, I'm suing Comcast because yeah. they hired him. You sue the guy. You sue the company. You sue you know. everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. Well... This is a step in the right direction anyway. It's a very surprising step, isn't it? 
That's that's one smart judge. Yeah, yeah, it's about time. It's inevitable. Yeah. What what do you think the end game for this would be? Do you think it would be the end of the church? No, it won't, be the, it won't be the end of the church. It'll just be the. I mean, they're just going to have a shitload of money problems. Yeah, but I then, mean, but this. I mean, the church isn't going to go away. Hmm. But those people wouldn't be able to work there anymore. Yeah, those people. You know, I mean, they, but. Yeah, the priests in question wouldn't be able to work there anymore. But Fine, then, whatever. If you so. if you get a couple of successful cases where the priests are removed and they yeah. and they and the church itself is sued, and they are forced to pay out, then doesn't this logically follow all the way up to the chain to when Benedict was um right? That's his name, Ratzbert Ratzinger. Whatever. When uh when he was the one in charge of the investigations for child abuse. Isn't yeah, well, he... I mean, I think that's going to be the interesting question. Is it like, um, if if you're looking at okay, here's a, here's an employee hmm. who during the um, you know the the course of his duties hmm. behaves inappropriately. Okay, um, yes, I mean, I think that the company is liable, hmm. but I don't think that. I don't think you're going to get to a point where you've got a priest diddling little boys. That priest goes to jail for his actions. Mm. Okay. I mean, depending on, on how much I think the higher ups know and what they do to kind of, you know, put things under the rug. I I don't think you can make a blanket statement. Mm. Um, But, and I think that that liability is, you know, I think the responsibility for those actions should definitely, you know, there should be some legal problems for those people. Right. Okay. But, um, but if you've got, if you've got abuse that, if you've got abuse that happened in the church before Ratzinger was Pope. Right. All right. Well, he, before he was Pope, he was in charge of investigating the allegations. So when whatever year all over that the world, was. well, all, they all I report mean, to I him. Don't, don't well, that's they? the thing. It, it's like well, I don't they, think that 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 basically you're asking. Religion. Basically, you're asking is the Pope going to jail? And yeah. that's not going to happen. No, that would. I'd love I don't, to I don't see think that. that would, I don't think that would happen. That wouldn't happen. No, no. I would, the now, buck would, stops there. You won't see it happen. Would be eye opening, wouldn't it? <laughs> It would never happen. It would. It would. It would destroy the entire foundation of, of of the whole thing because because you know what it is. I mean, if you isn't if you if you take well, that's all their dogmatic bullshit. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I mean, it would be destroyed in their eyes already. We know. I don't think anybody believes that the Pope is infallible. Well, not when he was hit. Realistically, um. So yeah, but I mean, this is a step in the right direction. That the Catholic Church, yeah, is going to have to you know pay through the nose. Yeah. So to speak. So they have more than enough money. Oh yeah. Yeah, God, money's not the problem. It will be. It will be. Yeah, they'll have to shut down a few more parishes and sell some land and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So whatever, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
No. It, it Aren't you glad that's not your problem? But, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like it's, you know, sort of like the dirty laundry of a club that I have absolutely no interest in <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's do another break. I think it's time for that, right? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. That was number one. This is number two. All right, let's do this. of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at NOTLP.com. Fans of Skin Foray. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film, and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies, and if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, or your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Pori, and that's out. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. 
It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Shosho at shosho.podomatic.com or search Shosho, all one word, in the iTunes store. Hey, remember Glenn Beck? He's a douche. Yeah, uh, Glenn Beck had that company Goldline that he um, that he would push on his show it was like the only sponsor he had. By the time he was almost okay, off what are they indicted for? Ah, uh, well, Goldmine International, the precious metal retailer that has capitalized on conservatives' anxiety about the economy by forging synergistic relationships with the right wing TV radio, TV and radio host Glenn Beck. Um, is facing a new series of legal challenges after authorities filed criminal charges against the company and its executives yesterday, which would have been November 1st. Uh, several major major conservative talkers, including two former GOP presidential candidates, have endorsed and recommended Goldline, which critics have long contended is little more than a scam. Who were these? Two former presidential candidates? See, Laura Ingram, Alan Combs, Jerry Doyle. What do they do? Lars Larson. Oh, let me go back to the uh, the other page there. Um, what does Goldline do? Are they I, sell I, gold I, dildos or something? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, we'll see what they say here. Because there's got to be a little bit more um, for the. Uh, oh, there we go. It wasn't plugged in apparently. Um, now the screen's brighter. Um. Which critics have long contended is a little more than a scam. After more than a year of investigating, the city attorney in Santa Monica, California, where the company is based, has filed 19 criminal charges of fraud and theft against the company in addition to charges against top executives and salesmen. Um, the complaint alleges that Goldline, quote, runs a bait and switch operation in which customers seeking to invest in gold bullion are switched to highly overpriced coins by using false and misleading claims. So there, that's what they do. They huh. sell you gold. Gold. <laughs> According to a statement released by the Consumer Affairs Division of the Santa Monica Attorney's Office, the company has been charged in the court filings with misdemeanors that include theft by false pretenses, false advertising, and conspiracy. That's always a good like yeah. blanket one, right? The city attorney's office said, in addition to the charges against the company, the complaint accuses former CEO Mark Alberain 
executives Robert Fazio and Luis Beely, and salespeople Charlie Charles Boratigs and Stephanie Howard of defrauding customers. Current CEO Scott Carter is accused of making false or misleading statements. Each of the charges carries a maximum penalty of one year in jail and maximum fines between 1000 and 10000 per offense. I wonder if they could pay that off in gold. <laughs> While former Fox News conspiracy theorist Glenn Beck is most closely associated with gold lines, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Mark Levine Former GOP presidential candidates Mike Huckabee and Fred Thompson nice, and several Fox News hosts, among others, have all endorsed the company. Indeed, conservative talk radio is central to the company's success as Goldline employs a business model based not on mere advertising, but full integration with the content of conservative talk show hosts' messages. Of course. The company's website prominently features these endorsers, suggesting the talker's backing gives Goldline credibility, the company has said it will vigorously contest the charges. Which means that they will beg for a deal. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, The death of a former football player at an underground fight in a church (laughs) has somehow resulted in a lawsuit. Somehow? Yeah. Yeah. The church along the broken arrow. Meanwhile, the Pope is now, oh, well, we can't fuck little boys. We can't have fight clubs. What the fuck? What the fuck? We can't fuck anybody. There's nothing for us to do. Man. The church along the broken arrow expressway in Tulsa is of the Christian capitalist mega variety. You know the deal, rock shows, slick website, gift shop, deadly unsanctioned boxing fights. Fight club. <laughs> One such fight on September 21st, 2011. I am I am very distracted by the scantily clad woman holding the the um the alcohol yeah. and it says compete for the chance to ride the devil's cut float at Mardi Gras. Is she the devil's cut float? Uh, that's her name. Nice. Her last name's Float. Um one such fight on September 21st, 2011 allegedly resulted in the death of George Clinkscale. Clinkscale. Yeah. Who played linebacker for 4 years for the University of Tulsa. Now Clinkscale's parents have sued the church and its pastors. First, it should be noted that the name of the church is Guts Church. <laughs> it says in the article, I'm not making that up. Guts Church? It's, a, it's a goddamn stupid name. Guts. G-U-T-S. <laughs> Guts Church. But God understands trans. The simple people. The simple. Simple people. God understands the simple. <laughs> But that's hardly the issue. The issue is that in September, Guts Church sponsored Fight Night 6, an unsanctioned and therefore illegal boxing card that featured Clinkscale as the main event. Clinkscale suffered a, quote, possible concussion, was taken to the hospital, and died. Clinkscale's family lawsuit contends that Guts Church didn't have a licensed doctor at ringside didn't weigh the fighters before the bouts and failed to perform a pre-fight physical. That last allegation is critical because fighters sometimes sustain head injuries in training that can linger and cause bleeding in the brain. Any further head trauma can easily turn the injury lethal, not energy. 
Of course, fighters may not realize they're injured, or they may not tell a doctor if they feel funny, but they certainly can't tell a doctor they feel funny if there's no doctor present. Given that the bouts were televised, and the church and its pastors, Bill and Sandy Shear, allegedly acted as promoters and matchmakers for the fights, another violation, I have to wonder if somebody wasn't making money off of this. It's a sad story, no doubt. Clinkscale left behind a fiancé and a young daughter. As for Bill Shear, he was Clinkscale's pastor for years. He went to the hospital with him. He can't feel good about any of this, nor can he enjoy that Clinkscale's death has prompted investigations by the Oklahoma State Athletic Commissions and state lawmakers. But after looking and listening to... Oh, there's a clip. But it's a boxing clip, so like, how much fun would that be to listen to? Not much. Can you believe that? Yes. Church has a fight club? Why does it surprise anybody? I don't... Because I... it's all about money. Any story oh. that we do, any story that we come across, okay? Yeah. Okay? It's either about sex or money. Okay? It all comes down to one of those two things. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. People are fucking around because of this. People are bitching about something because of money or sex. Okay? Yeah. yeah. You well, want to hear the disgusting story of the week? Which one is this? Um, when is this from? Let me just let me just check the date on this. Oh, that's today's date, but that's not right. Um, this was October 23rd. Gay barman Stuart Walker killed and set on fire. You can't make a cosmopolitan. You can't make a cosmopolitan. <laughs> That's no reason to set him on fire. A gay man killed in Cumnock. Seriously. Um, Arshire. And then, and then left at the side of the road with horrific injuries. Could have been the victim of a homophobic attack. You think? <laughs> it's believed that Stuart Walker, 28, was beaten and burned alive before he was left in the early hours of Saturday morning. His charred remains were found by a member of the public at 5 a.m. on Saturday in Ayrshire, Scotland. Detectives launched a murder inquiry on Sunday following the grim discovery with streets in a nearby industrial estate sealed off as part of the ongoing investigation. Strathclyde police informed the body had scorch marks and the victim had suffered horrific injuries. The spokesperson for the force said relatives of Mr. Walker... The former assistant manager at the Royal Hotel in Cumnock, Ayrshire, probably pronouncing that wrong, have been informed of his death. Um, Strathclyde police would not rule out Mr. Walker had been murdered because of his sexuality and were now closely examining all aspects of the victim's life. Um, it's, let's see. Detective Inspector John Hogg, Air CID, said, Stewart had been out with friends in the Cumnock area earlier during the night and was last seen alive by a family friend near the fire station in Glasnock Street around 2.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, nearly two and a half hours before he was found. It is imperative that we find out where he was between 2.30 and 4.50, who he was with and why this happened. There's more here, but that's just fucking disgusting. I agree. How can you... I'm not going to say I understand beating somebody up, but... Setting I, them on fire? That I just... Fuck? I don't I don't understand. I mean, everybody gets into an argument. I've been in fights before. 
But I have never wanted to set the person beating me up on fire. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that one just that was that's that's the disgusting story of the week right there. It's because people suck. Oh my god. That's just all right, time to go with a nutbag. Ready for this one? Yeah. Oh, this guy's fucking lost it. He's done. He is. Oh, my God. This, he's done. Rick Perry's shit the other in New Hampshire. He, oh. That's fucking legendary. He is done. Rick Perry's ties to a terrorist militia. Why? You know what? Why even <laughs> kick the guy when he's down? He's all done. Because he had the balls to come out and try to run for president when he's done shit like this. What an idiot. Rick Perry denies he ever spoke in favor of the secession of Texas from the United States. We actually covered those stories. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's weird to me. But records show he not only spoke in favor of secession, Perry spoke at a rally attended by secessionist leaders and a top Perry aide met with secessionist leaders privately. Perry went on to push for legislation favored by secessionists and others. One of the groups he sought the support of, the Republic of Texas Militia, oh boy, has a long history of terrorism, including plots to assassinate a Republican governor, later president, a Democratic president, attempted attacks on a U.S. Army base and federal building, and attempts to acquire missiles and biological weapons. Oh, Rick, you really have to think about who you hang out with. And they were worried about the weather underground. Oh, my God. Bring up what, though? You know what, though? Texas, go. The fuck needs you? Let all the people that are calm and rational that that we know, let them, you know, go. They can move to the the part I call the smokestack. Whatever, just <laughs> go. We'll just cut that off. I'm not going to fucking miss you. Bring up the topic of Texas secession today, and Rick Perry and his campaign insists he never spoke in favor of it. Indeed, in his most famous statement on the topic, he said, there's absolutely no reason to, even while insisting in the same statement, we would be able to leave if we decided to do that. If Washington continues to thumb their nose at the American people, who knows what may come of that? I didn't say that, but now that you bring it up. <laughs> but yeah, it's a damn fine idea. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Perry did speak on the topic of secession again, this time directly endorsing the idea. Speaking to a group of conservative bloggers, Perry told them, we, meaning Texans, can leave anytime we want. So we're kind of thinking about that again. The audience cheered the idea just as the earlier crowd had cheered his chanting, states' rights, states' rights, states' rights. I remember what we had said about Texas is that as a country unto itself, it would, like, collapse within months. I just think that Rick needs to just crawl back into a hole and just be done. Open his Paps Blue Ribbon. And and just just fade away, man. You're done. Just, (laughs) you know what? Just bring on the debates with Romney and Obama. Obama will get reelected. Hillary yeah. will run in twenty sixteen. Yeah, and then Chris Christie will run, and that'll actually be kind of interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so really, I'm not paying attention to presidential politics until twenty sixteen. <laughs> there was more here, but 
Uh, I mean, that's that's the basis of yeah. it right there. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, you talk to terrorists. Can't find a job? It might be that cushy unemployment lifestyle. Is this, is this the same guy who talked about shit like this before? I think so. Oh, my God. Uh, this might actually be the same story. Let's see. Yeah. Tennessee think, Lieutenant Governor Ron Ramsey? I think so. All right. Yeah, because the unemployed got it really easy. Just absolutely, out. absolutely. Ohio State GOP rep suggests cutting Democrats' pace as Republicans actually earn their money. <laughs> I just, you know what? You know, we should cut. We should cut the fact that, like, like congressmen, like they still get paid. They after, they get paid this yeah. after they're done serving. Yeah. Fuck you. But no, none of them will do that. Dudes, I'm telling you, I've been fucking saying this for weeks, okay? The root of the problem of those cocksuckers in Congress. Mm. Really? Okay? Yeah. Every fucking problem. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy. <sighs> Fuck that. It's it's them. Yeah. Okay? Once you're in, you know, you just may go in saying that you want to save the world and save the country and all that. But once you get in there, you become a fucking asshole. Yeah. And you're useless. You are useless. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that. You want me to read and, this? Well, this type of stuff is just uh, like, this is what they're talking about. This is what they're talking about. Oh, we're cooler than them. Yeah. We're so much cooler than them. We have the better parking spaces. We actually are. You know, this is what they're spending their time talking about. No, actually, they spent a bunch of time reaffirming in God we trust as our official Oh, yeah, because we fucking motto. need that. Yeah, that's our official motto. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. Fucking bullshit. Um, let's see. It says, as the vote approaches in regard to Ohio's anti-union law, which uh, that didn't go, um, people smartened up, an Ohio Republican thinks it's time to cut the pay of Democrats. During an appearance on public radio, the Ohio State Rep. Louis Blessing responded to a... <laughs> Sorry, that name cracks me up. Responded to a question about why public employees need to sacrifice while state legislators sacrifice nothing. Because it's not merited. I earn my pay. I think that was just political baloney. So they can say in an ad, gee, you know, they didn't support a pay cut. Well, no, I don't support a pay cut. Republicans earn their money. Apparently Democrats don't. They feel they should be paid less. That may be true. Maybe we'll just cut the Democrats' pay. Yeah, because you can just arbitrarily do that, right? What a fucking... <laughs> this is what they waste their time talking about. This is such bullshit. Yeah. They do well, absolutely this is a, this nothing. Is, yeah. to... um, so it appears that Republicans are preparing to slash paychecks that go to Democratic lawmakers, but not their own. If this occurs, which it, it won't, uh, Republicans will have escalated their war. That okay? That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all that's supposition all at that bullshit. point. Uh, did you see Mississippi's personhood law went yeah. down in a flaming ball of mess? Yeah. Thank fucking god! I read this. Um, the uh, uh, ectopic preg- pregnancies couldn't be terminated. What does that mean? Um, I don't know what ectop- ectopic. Ectopic. Um, I believe it's one that takes place outside the uterus. Let me uh, let me just look it up to be one hundred percent sure. Basically, it's um. I should just Google shit. I don't understand. <laughs> it's um, it 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 really ends in um a huge huge mess, and sometimes or 
let's see. Uh, an ectopic pregnancy is a complication of pregnancy in which the embryo implants outside the uterine cavity. With rare exceptions, ectopic pregnancies are not viable. Furthermore, they are dangerous for the parents since internal, internal hemorrhage is a life-threatening complication. Most ectopic pregnancies occur in the fallopian tube, uh, but implantation can also occur in the cervix, ovaries, and abdomen. An ectopic pregnancy is a potential medical emergency and, if not treated properly, can lead to death. And ruptured parts of bodies if it's not got too fast enough. So, yeah. Thank God there are enough smart people in Mississippi to put that law down. Hey, um, yeah, totally off topic, but... That's fine. Um, We're kind of all over the place today. Yeah, there's a um, there's a bunch of video called Steve Jobs: The Lost Interview. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess it was a 1995 PBS documentary, Triumph of the Nerds. Oh. Now they're talking about putting it in theaters. Really? Yeah, 19 cities, landmark theaters. Personally. Personally, I think that idea is dumb. Yeah, just put it on TV. Just put it on TV. It was made for TV. Don't put it in theater. You know what I mean? It's like I'm as big a Steve Jobs fan as anybody, but this is getting to be ridiculous. Yeah, that is that's 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 a little much. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see a cash grab. Yeah, and that's and that's definitely one. Yeah. I'm just uh, checking the rest of my email here to uh, make sure I got everything. Well, we got a lot of feedback here, too, to get through. So That's true. Let me just make sure here. Uh, hey, did you vote yesterday? Did um, you have anything to vote for yesterday? No, there was nothing going on in our town to vote uh, for. We had, like, a new mayor and all that yeah. stuff. So No, we didn't have anything. I What I didn't like is one of the guys that was running for mayor, the guy that lost, actually, you go to his website and... Um, well, first I went to his, his opponent's website, and he had listed out his platform. Yeah. And I went to the other guy, and he didn't have a fucking platform. What? Yeah. That's idiotic. So are you happy with the guy who won? I honestly don't know anything yeah. about him. I don't know anything about either of them. So, whatever. We'll yeah. see. I'm just surprised the other guy, the, 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 the guy that was in office, he didn't run again. But I guess he had enough. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see. It was a lot of local municipality type yeah. stuff, school board type yeah, elections and stuff. Yeah, we didn't have any of that stuff. I don't know. All right. So you want to do a break and we'll come back and close yeah, the show out? Yeah, Well, we got to do feedback. Well, yeah, that's how we close out. Uh, so. okay. Sorry. That's what I was thinking. All right. Uh, so, yeah.
you download and listen to an episode of the Inside Outcast. Pretty much anything. Okay, what I think when I first hear of Pitchfork is the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. So yeah, truthiness. It has the appearance of being true without any fact behind it, <laughs> you know? You know, there are some techniques we might be able to use to help you feng shui-wise. Well, to... I'm, I'll am i try anything. Mm, yes. A mountain made out of mashed potatoes. In Jeet Kune Do, Bruce removed all the traditional posturing from his Wing Chun and incorporated the freestyle boxing that he knew and throws from Jujutsu, kicks from Taekwondo, and concepts from Taiji Chuan. It becomes even more evident in Aliens when they first find the last survivor and her chest burster comes out right then. Mm -hmm. And when they torch it and it falls over, it's just like a penis deflating. (laughs) (laughs) The Inside Outcast is a couple of goths discussing everything under the moon. We cover so many different topics that iTunes has no idea how to categorize us. Find us on iTunes or through geekplanetonline.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Inside Outcast. The Inside Outcast, where geek meets goth. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. We are in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Listen. Do you hear it? It's getting closer. Much closer. Don't be afraid. Be very... Very afraid. anything your mind could ever conceive. 
All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. And I'm, right, at I least I'm back on that I, one. I didn't push the button in time. <laughs> then we didn't make it. Anywho, so we was, have a boatload of yeah, feedback we do. here. Lots of reading out loud for me. One of my yeah. favorite things. Well, it's fair. I read out loud during the show, and so, you read right. out loud at the end of the show. This one is from Rich, called A Christian Nation. This is actually more a more hilarious subject than most, I think, because the fundies excuse me, are a little right and not and a lot wrong. I hmm. uh, don't get the irony of the acclaim of the U.S. being a Christian nation. How they're right. Uh, we're founded largely by Christians, Puritans, Protestants, Lutherans, Quakers, Catholic, etc., all there. Mm -hmm. uh, there were even some established churches at the time, and that's usually uh, where these people take their direction from. If Virginia had a state church, at the time of the Constitution, and that was considered all right, then why not a state religion? Hmm. How they're wrong. Hmm. What they don't realize is that we have a secular federal government and that the First Amendment and a specific prohibition against religious tests for office because those aforementioned branches of Christianity and the grandest and oldest of all religious traditions fucking hated each other. The Puritans hated yeah. the Quakers, hated the Lutherans, hated the Protestants, and everyone hated the fucking Catholics. <laughs> That's the problem, the fucking Catholics. Yeah, the regular Catholics were fine. It's the ones that are fucking. That's yeah. the problem. 
So when they all got together and tried to figure out how to run the country with regard to religion, the only thing they could agree on is that no one group wanted the others in charge, <laughs> at least on the federal level. <laughs> the ultimate irony is our government exists as as is specifically as is specifically because people of various religions wanted to be left alone and in a decidedly unchristian manner couldn't stand being around each other, mm-hmm. especially the Puritans and the Quakers. Quakers mm-hmm. actually used to head to New England and just uh, to disrupt the Puritan services by walking naked through the churches. Really? All right. As for Evil Dave's discourse on religion and science, it's a lot simpler. Science is a method for finding the truth. Religion is a set of re- of dogmatic facts that claims to be the truth. Hmm. And the only problems and, co- and o- the only problems and conflicts arise uh, when people leave of either persuasion decide they've figured it all out enough to start telling other people how to live. I'm with Frank. Well, finally. <laughs> I have to wonder how boring the lives of these people must be that they have to spend so much time trying to govern the details of how other people live, especially with regards to sex. People have been fucking and sucking mm. and getting each other's rocks off every possible way since the beginning of time. Since the world hasn't exploded yet because of it, I'm inclined to think it's less than critical, a less than critical issue for the government to be dealing with. Mm. What's more, our Christian nation produced the secular constitution and the Declaration of Independence, which proclaimed decisively that the right of every person is to pursue happiness and government and governments are only established and valid to the point they don't become destructive to that end. So when these people try to stop gays from fucking, they're actually going to exp- going explicitly against what the very founding documents of this nation say is the very purpose of life, to pursue happiness. Right. I, I used that as an arguing point a while ago. Which is obviously found in the sweaty, hairy ass of another man. <laughs> At least for some people. Is that what that Cheers, says there? Rich. Yes, it or does. Or did you add that? No, that no, that was there. I like that. That's good. I agree. Yeah. All right. This one is from uh, Rich. This is last feedback. Lastly, I'm with you on art comments. Hmm. There's a fine line between a useless idiot and a guy who calls it a urinal <laughs> art. So fine, I really can't see it. All these arguments end in a morass of crap anyway because it's totally subjective. It's not like arguing over what is and isn't a meter or a foot. You can consult something. With art, it's all in your head anyway, so you're justified in calling it bullshit as someone else is calling it art. Yeah. True dat. Yeah, so that effectively ends the whole argument, doesn't it? Yeah, and this was uh, actually... Did I put them in the wrong order? I put them. In, I moved them around. Oh, not oh. for any real reason, but just because. Wow, we have a lot of them from him. Um, but I just because I was messing them around. So oh, okay. Um, you know what? Let me go back here to. I can put these in. I think some sort of chronological order from him. Last feedback. Okay, I just read that one. Well, it's good that that was separate on its own. Yeah. So. Um, then there's. Money in politics. Oh, Friday. Number eight. Okay, I'll read this one first. Money in politics. Okay. Forgot one thing. I remember hearing Frank say, don't pay the Congress critters or something to that effect isn't going to work. Um, take a look at the nominal pay scales as they exist right now, and they're not that impressive. I wouldn't mind earning that much, but in the end, it's nothing overly extravagant. Now, to put that into context, remember these men and women campaign and 
for and spend millions upon millions of dollars and get elected in positions there, uh, which often pay barely six figures. That's like you and me throwing down $500,000 simply to interview for a job that pays fifty grand a year. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that the nominal pay isn't the prime motivating force behind wanting these jobs. These people want the power and the fringe benefits that come with having it. Getting the money out of politics will never happen in any meaningful way because the money everyone is concentrating on isn't the money that really matters. Mm. It's not even what corporations donate that matters. It's what they make in profit when Congressman X supports a law that gives them an edge or hobbles their competitors. That really matters. And the favors X gets in terms of what gets delivered in return via the good old boy network dwarf, dwarf his nominal pay into significance. I totally agree. It's all about power and influence and money and all that other bullshit. Yeah. And that's what I like about people writing in is it adds different viewpoints that yeah. you know I didn't think of or you didn't think of we didn't mention. Or it couldn't get to, and it's like, oh yeah, of course they're gonna they're gonna make laws yeah. that are gonna benefit themselves and exactly. the people that come after them too, all because they're instructed by I don't know I don't know a giant crab that lives underneath the Capitol building. One more from Rich regarding New York ID incident. Oh yeah. While it can vary, generally speaking, you are not required to show your papers to the police. You're required to identify yourself. In other words, hmm. you have to tell them who you are. This woman in New York was was arrested for violating a law which doesn't exist, which isn't unusual for the cops to be blunt. Frank and Chris, you're way too forgiving to the cops. Well, I think it's because I don't. I didn't know the law, and um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know the. Uh, I, I don't to play it I safe. I went. I went with the, the middle. Cops, was I? I, I thought I, they were being douchey. I played it straight down the middle because I could only. I could only comment on what I had. I don't live there, so take a look at how many people they've killed serving no knock warrants on the wrong houses. How many people's pets they've killed, and how many people have often not only been arrested but beaten and even killed for violating the one true law. As far as the police are concerned, contempt of a cop. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, the police are way more of a threat than a help. They're not even required to protect anyone in particular, according to the Supreme Court. Their protection is aimed at society. And even in extreme cases where they beat and kill people who turn out to be innocent, often you'll find them on administrative leave being paid to sit around with their thumbs up their asses. Yeah, that shit never made sense. Oh, hey, you killed somebody by but if accident? they actually have to sit around with their thumbs up their asses, that is Both rather thumbs? uncomfortable. Both thumbs would be uncomfortable. My choice, but, fire them all. I'll save. I'll take the safe tax money and put it aside to hire a PA to investigate anything which I might, which might happen to me subsequently. It'll be cheaper and more effective, most likely, and I won't have to subsidize the rampant violation of people's rights by these paid thugs. It is getting worse. I mean, from, from or or it's just being reported more. I'm not really sure which one. But I mean, right. you can't even like take uh, take video of police anymore, which I don't understand. I don't think I so. blame it on Rodney King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is another one from Ian. Last email nice. on economics, I swear. Ah, well, we'll see. Well, we didn't talk economics. No, this we week, didn't. So. Yeah, I think this is a continuation of the Walmart debate. No, but that's good. That's good. I like the ongoing stuff. Uh, hi, I wanted to close out the epic saga of emails on economics <laughs> by getting back to what my point was to begin with. 
Where we spend money matters if you only consider the final cost of your product. You aren't seeing the whole picture. Uh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Where we spend our money matters. Stop. If you only consider the final cost of your product, you aren't seeing the whole picture. Frank has consistently counted economic points with political ones. I care about political issues, but my points are not about politics. The minimum wage, Medicare, food stamps, and welfare are all political policies that probably should be overhauled in some way or another, but that aspect does not change the economic reality of where the money you spend goes when you shop at Walmart instead of a locally owned retailer. The economics of shopping locally are that more money remains invested in your community, which is better for the long-term health and growth of your community. This should impact how everyone spends their dollars because people do not think of the larger impact of their spending. What we see is a tragedy of the comments where everyone is pursuing rational economic self-interest resulting in a net harm to everyone. Hmm. If we want to save capitalism, we have to treat our spending as a moral issue. This is difficult to implement, especially when the places we buy from aren't transparent about issues like how they pay their workers, etc. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try to consider the true impact we make uh, and make and make the best choice when we're spending our dollars. This may not be important when buying small items like sunglasses at Walmart, but when it comes to where we spend our grocery dollars every week, where we buy furniture, where we buy larger items, etc., we need to be discerning about how we spend. Since this system inevitably fails, I'm not saying it's the best way to do things. The other option is what is often denigrated as European-style socialism, basically outlined by a free education system, strong safety nets for unemployment, single payer health care, and strong protections for workers. Meanwhile, he, that's the, that's a good thing, right? That's he's not pointing thing. that out as a bad thing, right? Meanwhile, this is a system of government support of major industries, ensuring they are competitive globally. Hmm. That is why Germany is selling cars around the world, the best solar panels in the world, and has a relatively low unemployment rate. These systems are strained by. Major economic downturns like the ones we are in now, mm. but they are in much they were are much sturdier than our system, and they control healthcare inflation. These states have not been lumped in, should not be lumped in with Greece, Ireland, and Italy, who all have absurdly low effective tax rate tax rates. Mm. Mistake that they will soon have to correct. Anyhow, yeah. these are my final thoughts on the topic. Mm. But okay, so. If the money you spend at a mom and pop, right, at a small, at a at a local versus Walmart, right, okay, so what's to what's to guarantee that that money stays in the community? How does that money stay in the community? Well, if we're Re- talking one or two stores. Um. Then those people would live here. Okay, so, Walmart higher ups. I mean, managers within like for a particular place. Some of it there. does, but all of the profit from a mom and pop would stay in the area. But who's not. to say? What if those people are shipping their money to the Caymans? Uh, I mean, no. I'm saying. I mean, but I mean, really. Or what if they're. I, it, from, investing from, what if they're spending all the money they make in their little mom and pop shop okay uh-huh. and they're spending it on walmart stock uh, or they're but they shopping would, themselves at walmart uh, yeah we could we could have ridiculous straw man arguments all night 
Uh, that's fine. You don't want to concede a point. I'm not, so but I am. Let's let's move on. My point is that I don't think that that money necessarily stays in the community. Percentage-wise, more of the profit from a mom-and-pop stays in the region than it does for Walmart. The profit. So that's after but if you have... people are paid... <clears throat> after all of your operating costs have that, been paid, no but i'm just you would reinvest the money locally instead of in tulsa see walmart would take the profits and they would take the profits from okay, all okay but stores. you know what but here's a here's a little mom and pop they employ 30 people maybe right. okay so you got those 30 people right and that's great. And they're spending their money around town or wherever. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Then a Walmart comes in, uh-huh. and they're going to employ 130 people. Right. Okay? So it's a small town, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of argument, right. let's just say that the mom and pop and the Walmart pay the same wages. Okay. Okay. So now you've got 100 more people coming there, mm-hmm. okay, to work. Right. They're probably going to spend more money in the neighborhood, you know, getting lunch, going Maybe. to gas stations, yeah. you know, doing little local shopping, even, even though stuff Walmart like that. sells all the stuff they would need right there. Yeah, but, I just, mean, just saying. they may not want to go to the subway in the Walmart. Yeah. Okay, but the odds are that they may um, – they may want to move closer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Walmart still has to pay taxes in those in that town. Right. All right. I I But none of that is what we're talking about, which is the profit. But I'm still saying that the it 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 the profit doesn't matter. No, the the profit is where like that's that's the profit Walmart makes is bigger than any employee's income or all employees' income. So what? That's the money that needs to stay local. I think that's what he's saying. But it it wouldn't necessarily anyways. It's a smaller amount of money. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Okay, so what? So so Walmart so, so, so who cares what Walmart does with its profits? Why does that need to stay? Why does it need to stay in the town? If Walmart's paying its taxes, okay? All right, to, to, to the town, uh-huh. all right? Who's to say that the little mom and pop, how is that money necessarily? How do you, quote, how is that uh, Like I've said in the past, staying I, in, I in am that not town? an economics student. All I'm, I'm learning as I go along here. When I, when I was in college, I worked for a little mom and pop type of, like, convenience store type mm-hmm. of place, okay? They, in, in Malden, mm-hmm. okay? Little place. Does the same thing as any 7-Eleven or any other chain kind of thing, right? Right. The family lived in Stoneham. Okay. okay. They vacationed. They had a vacation house in Maine. For all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. none of that money stayed in the community where they were. See, well, aside from Maine, it was, well, it's the same region. No one saw that gesture. I shrugged and went, big fucking deal. So it stays local. So you're talking about Tulsa, wherever the fuck Walmart is headquartered. Okay. No, I'm saying that's where they'd open their new store, say. 
wherever Walmart, what about the Walmart down the street from the Walmart headquarters as opposed to a mom and pop down the street from Walmart headquarters? Well, I don't understand the question. My, my point is that, okay, there's a reason why the Walmarts of the world are, why these bigger box stores are crushing the, the, the smaller mom and pops. Well, yeah, shit costs less. Exactly. Period. End of story. Yeah. I don't think anybody was arguing that point. Okay, but so that's that. That's where I'm going to go. But before the Walmart showed up in the towns, all that money was still spent at different stores. It's not like all of a sudden you had a giant influx of people saying, oh, I need styrofoam coolers and Schlitz. Do they still sell that? Schlitz? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when did you become 80 years old? <laughs> I don't know. About four <laughs> years ago, maybe. But the stuff stuff still had to be purchased. Stuff still had to be bought. Yeah. So you take all of the stores in a town. Yeah. And you replace all of those stores with one Walmart. Yeah. And the profit from all of those stores, which would be individually reinvested in the store, open up a second location or whatever. Until they become as big as Walmart. That wouldn't happen. Why wouldn't it happen? That's what happened with Walmart. That's Maybe maybe somebody only wants Bernie to open. And Phil, Bernie and Phil's? That's, I mean, that's Bob's still, Discount Furniture? They're still local. They're, they're still, still, but for how long? They're still regional. But for how long? But they are right now. I guarantee you, if Bernie and Phil had an option, it's just like, hey, how would you like, you know, if they had an investor who said, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll invest, you know, this many millions of dollars, and you can put, like, two stores in every state in the country, do you think Bernie and Phil would say, no, 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 we just want to stay local? I don't know. I give me I, a fucking break. I they would want to go next. I honestly, I would rather sell the company than than have all those extra fucking headaches if I ran it. That's you personally. Yeah. Okay, but you know what? That's a headache I wouldn't mind having. Wait. Uh, anyway, I, let's move on to something else. All right. Well, what we're gonna move on to is um more feedback. Is this? You know what juggalos are, right? Um, I've heard the the thing. You mean this thing? What is a juggalo? He ain't a bitch boy. He walks through the hills and beats out a rich boy. Walks right in the house where you have a supper and dip his nuts in your soup. Most crimes committed by juggalos are sporadic, disorganized, individualistic, and often involve simple assault, personal drug use and possession, petty theft, and vandalism. What is a juggalo? Well, he ain't a phony. He walk up and bust a nut in your macaroni. And watch you sit there and finish up the last bit. Cause you're a stupid ass dumb fucking idiot. Many are college students, college graduates, and some with very high degrees in many different fields. What is a juggalo? He's a graduate. He graduated from, well, at least he got a job. He's not a dumb punch. He works for himself scratching his nuts. <laughs> Juggalos, quote, are rapidly expanding into many U.S. communities and engaging criminal activity and violence. What is a juggalo? A hulkamaniac. He power bombs motherfuckers in the thumbtacks. People like him till they find out he's unstable. He said, boo, your mama through a coffee table. It's a juggalo. 
it wasn't a college student graduate or anyone no. with a high degree that wrote this play. <laughs> Bunch of fucking retards running around being assholes. That's what it is. If you have a problem with juggalos, you can stay home sitting on your dumb bitch ass. <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. It's Reverend Scott. And first things first, last Monday, November 7th, was my birthday. I'm really only mentioning this for any listeners that don't already know, because, for one, I know Chris already heard on Outside the Cinema on Monday. Also, I know Frank already heard because I got two birthday gifts from him in the mail. If Frank sounds confused, it's probably because he was expecting the gifts to show up much later in the week, but I got them already. First, I'd like to thank you for the one-year subscription to Brand Muffin Quarterly Magazine, Frank. I like to read it on the toilet. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Second, I'd like to thank you for the industrial-sized can of soup, but I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be doing with it. Is it part of a bit you guys want me to do for the show or something? I don't know. Didn't, wasn't it, wasn't it, didn't we do some bit about jacking off into soup? <laughs> I don't really want to jack off into soup, Frank. Jack off in your soup. I don't care. Obviously, you don't care, Frank, but I care. And I'm sure the Are You Serious listeners care, too. If what they need, okay, is like jerking off over a can of soup in the morning. They need to do that to get through the day. All right? You know what? Rock the fuck on. Sure. Okay? Frank, sure. you're the only one that what thinks people need to? that. Whatever. Anyways, thanks for the gifts, Frank. Uh, yeah, you're they, welcome, Scott. You know, as cool as they were... They don't even compare to what you got Chris for his last birthday. This big dildo. I mean, it's like you can read Chris's mind, getting him the exact dildo he always wanted. Well, that thing, the one we have, it's so long. There's no way to, to describe the size of the dildo. Chris, it's so nice that you want Frank to share that dildo with you and enjoy it together. Oh, shit. We better get on up. top of that I shit. I really do have to get on top of that shit. Huh. You know, from the sounds of it, a dildo that long seems like it would be uncomfortable to get on top of. It's the motherfucker dance. Yeah, something like that. It was kind of sweet you guys named it Mullet. It's all business in front. <laughs> Party down the back. You better not be talking about soup this time. I was referring to animal sex. Yeah, I know. You know, you can do whatever you want. I just stop putting that thing in your mouth, guys. <laughs> just for the taste of it, you know? No. Okay. Uh, on that note, I think we should... Guess what I just linked to the news about you atheist douchebags? <laughs> this phone conversation between Frank and a foreign campaign contributor. You get my millions of dollars of dirty blood money for a campaign? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I can't take your money. I can't take your money. No, no. You must take dirty, filthy money. Okay, um... Put the swimming pool over there. I can't. I can't take your money. I can't yeah. really tell the hookers that um, I'll be there in a minute. I have to take my Viagra that, for some reason, gets subsidized by my health care. <laughs> Wrap this up, guys. I hope you have a great anniversary tomorrow, Chris. You should be fine as long as you don't let Ellen listen to this. Peace and love, guys. But uh, look at this package. Notice anything <laughs> different about it? Shave it up and your dick will look bigger. You know, I should have thought of that years ago. <laughs> Thank you and may God bless. Boy, <laughs> indeed. That's going to never know when it's no, really over. No. <laughs> I had to look up and check the counter and make sure.
Oh, so there's inevitably a penis added in the end there. Uh, a penis in the end. Ah. Oh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. So uh, I think that's about it. Are you serious? Podcast at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. And I want to thank um, Randy, who um, he sent me a message because uh, he was at the yard sale and he found two mugs from 1977 a Chewy and a Vader. Oh, uh, yeah? They're gigantic. Like mugs for giants, not hobbits. Giants. giants. They're great. We cleaned them up. I'm going to put them on the shelf. I'm not actually going to drink out of them because my luck, I will chip them and break them. So I'll get them in here. They're somewhere. probably made with lead paint from the 70s. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They're definitely, yeah. they're poison <laughs> mugs. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll drop the, the end music in after. Happy and, anniversary, um, too, by the way. Thank you. Have a great day. That's it. Next week will be 170. Wow. Not that that's anything specific. It's just a nice round number. So. Bye. Zero. All right. Bye. It's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the, um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. Five. Oh, five. Yeah, okay. So five. commerce, education, and uh, the um, uh, uh, EPA. EPA. There you go. No, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk deposition. Seriously? Um, Is EPA the one you were talking about? Or? No, sir. No, sir. We were talking about the... Um, agencies of government. EPA needs to be rebuilt. But There's you no can't, doubt about that. But you that. can't name the third one. The third agency of government. Yeah. I would. I would do away with the education, uh, the uh, <laughs> commerce. I, I, commerce, and let's see. Oh I can't. The third one. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. End of line. <laughs>